Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right? My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. This. this is a very complicated business, TV. I can't find the unmute button. The Washington football team can't find the end zone. They eventually did. But what changes around this? What, 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 honestly, whatever changes around here? Whatever changes around here? One week, one loss for the football team. You know, we're cursed and anybody who says anything differently. I, I, I don't know what team you're watching. I don't know what sport you're watching. Only, only in D.C. do we end up in the situation that we ended up in yet again with the quarter, the quarterback carousel continuing yet again, yet again, this sucks. Okay. And, and look, it's been a couple days. Frankly, I, I'm still hot. I'm still really annoyed about it because Ryan Fitzpatrick who flamed out after five games in Miami, because there was somebody riding his coattails or waiting to come in to be the starter, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who got seven games in Houston, I think at least, at least seven games in Houston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, in Tampa, when he had Jameis behind him, got five games and was lighting the world on fire. And we all drafted him in fantasy. And this guy's amazing, fits magic, whatever. He comes to DC, he completes three passes for 13 yards, and he breaks his hip. And now it's Taylor Heineke time. And this just sucks. And I don't have any other word for it. There's an actual curse. It's super annoying. People are going to be like, oh, it's not a real curse, whatever. Only in DC, the stuff like only in DC. Does Ryan Fitzpatrick take his 50 kids to a to a, apparently to a to a water slide amusement park, destroy his hip, think he's fine, get on the field, complete three passes, and now he's gone. He's on IR. I think he's out for eight weeks. This just freaking sucks. And on top of that, on top of that, for the fans, after a year and a half, no no Washington football fans, football team fans in the stands. We go and we're ready and we're pumped and let's go and we're going to do this and fits magic and whatever. And what happens? There's literally sewage falling on the fans, right? Like what, what an embarrassment. What a freaking embarrassment. This team is an embarrassment. This sucks. It's been two days. And now even if I'm, as I'm talking and leading into this show, I'm getting pissed all over again that this team couldn't generate anything from start to finish. Heineke looked great in spurts, but we are cursed. And we can, I mean, I can, and I can just stop talking. Settle down, settle down, Joe. Okay. I've been waiting two nights for the show. Okay. You've been avoiding me for two days since football Sunday so that I can come on here and scream. You like that? You like that on half of my predictions. Okay. And I assume we're going to go through the entire game. We don't have time. We don't have time to go through it all. Well, we better because I have, I have proven to be clairvoyant from that week one uh, preview show and the season preview, I think is going to prove me to be very, very right in what we saw. You want to focus on Fitzmagic, but I'm not going to let you get out uh, of this so easily. We're going to get to that defense, and we're going to talk about that front seven, and you're going to need to explain yourself. And we might as well bring our buddy from San Diego here talking about a top five defense in D.C. because what we saw on the field was not a top five defense, was not a top 15 defense, and there was a young defensive end who stole the show, and his name was not Chase Young. It was Joey Bosa, and the other guy disappeared for much of the game, but you know, he wasn't even the best defensive player on our team. Montez sweat had a better game than him, but that front seven has a lot of explaining to do. Montez sweat was in the game for like six minutes. He played, he played less than less than 
What he, he caused? 50, he, 50 he something snaps. He he caused a fifteen caused yard the fumble. That... The pass fumble <laughs> thing. I don't, this team freaking is so maddening. Like they Listen. finally they have a quality opponent at home to start the season. You know the Chargers were not a bad team last year. They're certainly not going to be a bad team this year. Last week we covered them. I think in, in a fair amount of detail. I don't think we were like super homers about it. This is a good team. They have a, a stud quarterback. They've got lots of talent on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is young. And we kind of said, like, these teams kind of mimic each other. They didn't mimic each other at all. Washington could not complete a slant pass the entire game. Washington could not stop the slant pass the entire game. Washington, like, it, it's just so freaking mind-boggling. And even after all of that, they're still in the game, and they still have a chance to win it. They have no business winning this game. They had no business I, th- I, I thought we were covering the other and, NFL. Are we, are we jumping right into this? Uh, I mean, you know, I can jump right into it if you're ready. I don't know if you're ready for this. Yeah, team. let's just get it out of the way and then we can talk. I mean, I got a couple of things from around the league too. You know what? Let, no, let's go around the league really quick. I'll, I'll give you mine, then you give me yours. All right. A couple of things that caught my eye on Sunday. One, it was really nice to have fans back in, in the stadiums. All right. And it's not mm-hmm. a COVID thing. It's not a red or red team, blue team thing. It's just nice to see fans in the buildings and cheering, cheering their teams on, respectively. For me, the, the one thing, there's a lot that caught my eye. And last night's game was spectacular as well. But really, what caught my eye and what, what was really just I, something I wasn't expecting, to be very honest, was how poorly Aaron Rodgers and the Packers played. And, and I am going to pick a little bit on, on that Joe Barry defense. We're very familiar with Joe Barry and how anemic his defenses can be. But Aaron Rodgers, man, like that body language on the bench was terrible. The body language on the field was terrible. The body language in the huddle was terrible. Like he's still Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, making any proclamations after week one, except that Washington's cursed and we're we're effed basically. Like this is going to be a long season here in Washington, but that team, that, that was the one that just kind of stuck with me. I, I think Pittsburgh going into Buffalo, you know, we can call that one an upset. None of us had that. None of none of us had the Steelers beating the bills, but the, how the Aaron Rodgers just looks so poor. So poor. The body language wasn't there. The, the offense looked bad. The defense was horrendous. James Winston had five touchdown throws on, I, th- I think, in under 150 yards total. Like, there, there's just, like, Green Bay, I mean, again, that that is that is a typical Joe Barry defense. But that was the one thing for me that I just came away with. I was like, wow, the, like, this team has a ton of question marks going into week two. Washington's got a lot of pressure on them to win against the Giants the Packers have to get right really quick, or it's just going to be a mountain, a, a snowball effect of just, is he going to get traded? Does he want to be here? And on and on and on. What, what caught your eye, Stevie? Well, you, you're, you're talking about a negative surprise. Oh, a great surprise on this podcast that Razzle just showed up. Okay. That, that's a hell of a surprise. He's just for tonight He's alone. Doing stuff. Okay. He's doing stuff. <laughs> Can't get this guy to show up on time. That's okay. I'm we're, back, we're, baby. We're, I'm back. We'll, we'll talk we're, about that offline and why I was late. Yeah. We're, we're bringing you in <laughs> in a second here, Razzle. We're talking about surprises for the, for the week. And I'll give you mine. Not really a surprise, but something that I think was just confirmed that I said on the preview show, which is that NFC West is scary. Okay. I mean, every don't let what the Lions did in those last three, four minutes with the onside kicks fool you. The 49ers kicked their butts all over that field. Jimmy Garoppolo looked good. Um Russell why Wilson. Cheney, why, why Cheney pull? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, that was an interesting one too. I don't know why why pull. Why why pull your starters? Why mess up the the the, the betting lines for everybody that's involved? And defense. Know, something weird. A defense looks good. The 49ers team was a great team. I know that was Razzle's pick 
I think for the Super Bowl, that's a good, good team. No, okay, fine. Well, I wasn't listening at the time. So uh, Seahawks, I mean, Russell, hey, we had our, our, our buddy from the Chargers on here last year, talk, uh, last week talking about Herbert over Russell. I mean, Russell showed that he can still sling the ball around, and Tyler Lockett is a really, really good receiver there. So Seahawks look good. Uh, Niners look good. Rams look good on Sunday night. I mean, Stafford, Arizona that was his, the best. I mean, but Arizona and, and, looked well, you, you, Way to steal my thunder, okay? You're trying to talk over me here. I got a new mic just so you wouldn't have to talk over me. Um, Arizona looked amazing. I mean, Kyler. Kyler looked special. Kyler looked like an MVP uh, where Josh Allen did not. And we'll probably that could be another surprise there with the Bills Steelers game. But uh, that NFC West looks like top to bottom, it will be a dominant division. It, almost to the point where they're just going to beat themselves up you know, and then come playoff time, we'll, we'll is see. Is it mathematically it possible for all four to make the playoffs in this new format? I mean, it, it is. Could, it could they happen, can, right? They can take they, all three. They split cards. all of their games and then dominate everybody else. I think there is a scenario where all four teams can make, which is crazy. But they 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 do looked they, they do look miles better than everyone else. The Cardinals to me were that was just not expected. I, I expected the Titans with all that offensive firepower to come out and put some points up and kind of impose their will. Derrick Henry did not look like Derrick Henry from last year. Tannehill looked like Tannehill from Miami, not Tannehill from Tennessee. There again, lots of question marks, but that's a that's a that's a well-coached team in a smaller market. It's not Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. That I mean for them to get spanked the way they did, it was extremely extremely eye-opening and just just very surprising. Um and the late game that we saw here, we had on uh TV here in DC, we had um the Browns, Browns Browns Chiefs Browns turned Chiefs. out to be a phenomenal game, and and you guys know I'm I'm, uh, you know low key I am a Browns Browns fan. I, I just I just like the way that team plays. I I think Baker's got it, whatever it is, when he keeps his head in the game. Um, he, the Chiefs really didn't have any business winning that game, and then they just showed that they are they're a really good team too. Like they are a really good team, and Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, and he's going to do things that others in the league cannot do. Um, oh, overall, for me, overall, like the NFL being back was great. Fans in the stadiums was great. Monday Night Football was great. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting to stay up to watch that game. That I mean, that was a really good game, too. That was a really good game. Razzle, you give me the finger. Did you have one thing that caught your eye over the weekend? I mean, probably the number of bets that we lost. That caught my eye. <laughs> it was a lot. It was <laughs> a lot of bets. a bloodbath, bro. But no, I mean, the, the number of underdog teams that – one this week you think about it the saints we had the saints the dolphins uh the texans were not favored to win um the uh the cardinals oh you guys already we already talked about that the Bengals, the Bengals squeezing out mm -hmm. that game against your boy covid kurt my, my playoff team right there yeah uh, the Steelers, the the Eagles, the Eagles. I mean, I know you, I don't know if you guys brought up the Eagles in the first part of this, but the, the, the NFC East may not be as uh, as no, I mean, bad as we thought it was going to be, except no. except for one team, except, except for, for one, one team. the one that was supposed to be you know continue to improve, you know, right. went out there and literally was dumping sewage on their fans. So you know, it, it's I mean, it's just it's such a perfect like it's just a perfect like you know, it just paints the perfect picture for this fan base, this team and an owner who just doesn't care. Literally there is sewage falling on people. No one cares. No they one cares. It was, they it was, it was rain rainwater. Water. And rain on water. top, whatever. And on it top hadn't, of it hadn't rained in three weeks, but it was rainwater. So exactly. And, and, and to double down on it, <laughs> we will stupidly go back into the same building and do the same thing and get crapped on again. Right. But Razzle to your point, 
Eagles had no business being as good. Or they, they, no. they shouldn't have looked as good as they did, even against the bad Atlanta team. Right. They right. look really good. Dallas played a great game on Thursday night and lost. Like, and, and Stevie touched on this, I think, on the last show, right? Like, there's no moral victories. An L is an L. But, like, that's as close as you can get to a moral victory as there is. Like, they played really well. Dak looked good. The offense looked good. The defense looked okay. I mean, Dallas is going to be competitive. I, I wasn't expecting, you know, Jalen and the Eagles to look the way they did. They look pretty good too. And the Giants, and we'll, we'll talk to, we'll talk about the Giants here in a little bit. And, and as we kind of preview what's coming up here in a couple nights on uh, Thursday Night Football, we'll, we'll come back to the Giants, but let's pivot back here and let's just kind of talk and, and, and through kind of what happened on Sunday between, you know, the Bolts and the football team. I, I, I don't believe the football team had any real, like they didn't belong in the conversation. They didn't belong. Um, like it just looked like something was off the offense to me. And I was, te- I, we were doing this via text back and forth and the WhatsApp, the offense lacked creativity from start to finish. It looks like the same anemic Very crappy slow. offense that we've been running forever where we didn't have skilled players. There's just too much of it. Like there's something just, like I can't wrap my mind around how the game plan doesn't call for Terry McLaurin to get targeted like four times a quarter. Like why is he not getting targeted until the second half? Antonio Gibson, lots of touches, lots of yards looked really good. I I mean, I didn't have a problem with obviously the fumble sucked, um, you know, but you know, those things are going to happen from time to time. He played a good game. He had 20, 20 rushing attempts. Uh, I think, uh, I think McKissick had one, Right, if I'm not mistaken, I think McKissick had one rushing attempt for a couple yards or, or whatever it was, but I mean they were clearly going to continue to feed uh, feed Gibson and and he he looked like he was able to do the job. Right, 20 carries, 90 yards, four and a half yards per, per attempt, not bad. That fumble really just came at the worst time in the worst possible position, um, like from a field perspective. But like how McLaurin is not getting targeted and and, and he deserves a ton of credit for that catch he made. But like out of the gate. Fitzpatrick and look, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that he was actually hurt coming into the game, and and I think it's it's reasonable to discuss them because he, he didn't look like the guy like we years old. to come out. He he didn't attempt a single deep pass. He connected on three passes for 13 yards. Then he eventually had to leave the game, and and Heineke Heineke looked exactly like what he looked like you know last winter in the playoff game, electric, a little erratic, you know fidgety in the pocket, moving around, shifting, and ultimately just taking shots down the field and letting playmakers try to make plays, which I can appreciate because the offense looked terrible. That was the one thing for me that, you know, as we kind of talk about what what needs to change going into Thursday, this team looked terrible offensively. Defense was a problem too, but on offense, for this amount of, I don't even want to say hype, there's enough skill there to be able to move the ball consistently and generate more third down conversions than they actually did. It, go, going three for 10 is just not, it's not okay. It's not. Well, okay. Wait, 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 wait a second here. Cause uh, all right. If we're going to break down the offense, let's break down the offense and then we'll get to the defense. Cause I want to spend a good amount of time on that defense. Cause that was a piss poor showing on the defensive part. 14 of 19 third down conversions for the chargers. Justin Herbert looked like the real deal. But that offense, there were really three parts of the game for me with that offense. There was the Fitzpatrick part. There was the Heineke part one and then Heineke part two. Fitzpatrick part one, you're right. It was an anemic offense. Fitzpatrick looked old. He looked rusty. They didn't target McLaurin. Um, 
The offensive line is a disaster. I will not call it. He will be Jay Leno until he proves that he can block. Okay. It, that that left side, Eric Flowers, Jay Leno, those guys did not hold up. It didn't matter where they put Bosa. Of course, they put him on the right side, left side. He was getting to the quarterback. That That's not a, you know, world beater defensive line for the Chargers, but they pressured, consistently pressured uh, Heineke and uh, Fitzpatrick. And the play calling was just anemic. Now you go to that second part when Heineke does come in, there's some magic there. And actually, I disagree with you, Joe. I think they they pushed the tempo a little bit with Heineke. They started going some no huddle. He started working the ball down the field. And at some point in the second half, they got conservative with the ball. They started running the ball a lot more. They weren't setting up the play actions. They weren't looking downfield. They started checking down a lot more. Even they had the lead at one point. They got down just one score. They never really pushed it. And I thought Heineke looked his best when there was an up-tempo, no-huddle style offense, and he could push the ball down the field to McLaurin. He was clearly targeting him when they got out of the gate in the second half. But everything else just looked – it was bad play calling, bad offensive line protection, and mediocre quarterback play. I I mean, did I – tell me I'm wrong, Razzle. There's no way. No, I mean, it's the Scott Turner offense. I mean, when does it go to coaching? I mean, this offense has always looked this way since last year. Guys, Scott Turner sucks. Okay. Right. Just, it's Scott Turner just offense. Just say it. I mean, he's yeah, terrible. He he's not his dad. Okay. He, he's, <laughs> I wish he was his dad. There's we, no creativity there whatsoever in that offense. He's, there's too many weapons on the football team to, to, to only convert three first downs in an entire game, to only manage – Whatever it was, what did what did what did Heineke actually finish with? 122 yards plus Fitzpatrick's 13. Like we're talking about under 150 yards. Like that's crap. That's I crap. Mean, the game plan was built for expecting Fitzpatrick to play the whole game, so we can't really you know blame anything. Heineke came in, he did what he could. He did his little his his own version of Fitz his magic. You know, he did the Heineke thing. But look, does Heineke really give this team the best chance to win over the next six to eight weeks? I mean, one hundred percent. Don't don't don't. What's, listen, what's your other, what's your don't other do solution? It. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're gonna say Cam Newton. I'm not, I'm, Cam not, Newton. I'm not making. I'm just throwing it out there just to get a reaction. And I he's, got he's a just reaction. trying to get. He's just trying to get clicks. He's just trying to get <laughs> likes. Okay. Don't don't <laughs> don't. don't. No, don't. this team. No, no, I no, just no. Really, listen, listen. No. Re, re, if this team really wants to be a playoff team, if this team really wants to take the next step, is Heineken the best thing for us? I love Heineken. I think he's a, he 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 did a lot of great things for us at the end of last season, especially in the playoff game. Last year against the Bucks, but over six to eight weeks, I don't know if he's gonna get us what we he's need. He's the to. best to option be- they got right now, Razzle. Okay, like you're not gonna go sign somebody off the off. Are you telling me Cam Newton doesn't know the Scott Turner offense? Oh you don't. God. You know the I know the Scott Turner <laughs> offense. It's not about the stupid Scott Turner offense. It's not about it's you, it, honestly. But I'm, you can't look, say Cam you're Newton is going. Insane. You're gonna drive me no, insane. No, 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 no. This can't, team, you, this you team, can't say Cam Newton is off the street. He, I'm not telling you to go call someone Cam else. Cam couldn't it's, throw the ball 25 yards last season in a, in a Belichick offense, right? You're no, that's he the can problem. he can run I mean, the, the ball. Okay, the same. He can run the, the ball. You want to bring him in and go bananas with with you know with with <sighs> use him in some weird creative package? Okay, you know what? Let's go get Tim Tebow. Okay, let's have him come in. Let's have him lead prayer meetings on the sideline and get just get something going on for the. What what about Kyle Allen? 
I like Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen is your is Colt McCoy is John Beck. Yeah. It's the same guy we've had other back. Well, John, Beck John, Beck. Steve, right? John Beck is special to Steve. I love John Beck. John Beck is very special to Steve. I think hey, they share same, a profile pick for a long time. Yeah, he's the same guy that we've had for uh, he he's a backup quarterback. I, look, look, Heineken is the guy at least Cam for right now. A good idea. I'm not trying to make that point here. The point I'm trying to make is 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 what is the best thing for this team for the next six to eight weeks. So that way, if Fitzpatrick comes back, comes back healthy, we're in a position to make a run for the playoffs. The the best that's thing, my question. The the best thing is is Heineke because he's he's had an entire summer to work with this team. Okay, he knows the, he knows the playbook. He's got it. Okay, in 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 batches, right? It, he, he hasn't won a game. That that's okay. But you know what? It's it's more than Kyle Allen, right? It, he's he gives us like there's Those no film on him, right? So that's my point. you're saying six there's to eight that- weeks. Hold on, hold on. You're saying six to eight weeks. It's going to take two or three to get like actual, like real footage on him that you're going to be able to scheme against him. Maybe, maybe less, whatever. But he's got that thing where he snaps the ball, he's shifty, he moves around, he's not a standing target. And again, like a lot of the teams that are coming up, like the Pat, like the Giants have a, re, they have an okay pass rush. Okay. It's not the Chargers pass rush. So, you know, to Steve's point, and I think it's an important one, the offensive line did not play well. The entire team did not play well. But Are we going to get to the defense? But Gibson was able to get 90 yards Okay, behind that offensive line. They were able to move the ball in spurts, in, in pockets here and there. But like ultimately, McLaurin has to get more than whatever it was, six targets. And, and he, he can't be asked to make those crazy acrobats. He can make those crazy catches, but he's better in space, right? Like there needs to be more. I mean, I think, I think Logan Thomas was only targeted four times, right? And obviously, he had the, the touchdown. He saved his fantasy day, but... In real life, like on the field, these guys got to get the ball more frequently. Look, Logan is a huge target across the middle. And that and that's why for me, like there's enough, there's enough pieces here on this offense that the team should continue to be competitive, regardless of who, like whether it's Heineke or Fitzpatrick or even maybe Kyle Allen. Like there's enough here that you can stay in these games, especially against the, you know, the less elite teams, let's say. Right. And the Chargers are one of those like almost upper echelon teams and they, they showed it, but we don't, we don't have a Justin Herbert. Okay. And, and the way that this team, this franchise runs, we will never have a Justin Herbert. You don't need a Justin Herbert. You need to open up the offense. You need more creativity in the play calling. Do you think Scott Turner will be the offensive coordinator by at the end of the season? No. Stevie, will he still be the, the offensive coordinator by the end of the season? No, because it's the easiest thing to get rid of. No, they should have kept Kevin O'Connell when they had the opportunity to. And are we going to get to that defense? Because I'm going to need an apology from both of you about I, that. Defense. I will not apologize after one week. Okay, I will yeah. say that okay. I don't. Right. I don't understand the scheme. That's stupid, but okay. I don't understand the scheme. I don't understand why Devon, why, uh, why, why Montez Sweat wasn't more featured. I don't know what happened to the rookie. I don't. I don't. I honestly, I, I think he played like four down. His name. I don't think his number was called once in the entire game. But the secondary. Again, I said this as when we opened the show, they couldn't stop the slant. I mean, they got dinked and dunked on all, all well, day long. Sorry, uh, Saint Juste. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, what was he? He was just getting abused. Now, I'll tell you the one silver lining of that defense was the free agent picker, William Jackson the third, played a hell of a game. Yes, he, he did. played balls out. Cam Curl played balls out as well, but um, 
That I mean, front seven, I got. But Stevie, they, I got didn't, real they didn't give up any deep balls. Hold on, they didn't give up any deep balls. Oh my god! No, but that last drive, they gave up a third. They gave up a third and sixteen when they yeah, needed that, the ball and back. Apparently, five and in the fourth left. quarter, that yeah. that defense. Jeez. I mean, when we were trying to get the ball back, Justin Herbert just picked us apart, found all the holes. They were playing a soft zone. And he was just finding the holes in the in the defense, and they just kept getting first down. They didn't need to go deep, exactly, Razzle. They didn't need to go deep. They, 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 they okay, so, so what's, what's the what's the issue, Stevie? What's the issue? So they're not they're not a top five. They're a top ten. Or are you saying like they're a bottom they're a bottom five defense? The the issues. I just want an apology from both. I'm not gonna apologize. It was still no, a one possession said. game. It was still a one All right, possession we'll, game. We'll call the call the Chargers guy we had on last week. I need an apology from somebody. Sugar free Lucas. Mm-hmm. I just good. said that that defense is not going to be as good as they were last year. I was proven right at least for one week. Maybe wait. the Giants will prove me wrong. We got an easy we, we we got an easy opponent this week. So hopefully, our, if All our right, defense well, don't look good, I'll apologize. If the defense looks flat this week, well, hold on, Razzle. I I, I would give it a couple of weeks because Daniel Jones, that big mouth breather, comes in and just dominates the Washington Football Team every time he plays them. I mean, he he looks like he looks like Eli or even Peyton. And by the way, that should have come up in the one great thing from the first week. I don't know if you guys watched that alternate oh, podcast. I watched it. That was spectacular. Yeah. That was I, I could do without Chuck calling football games. Ray was kind of weird too, but those Russell two guys Wilson going back and forth with these things. That was really good. That was really really good. I actually really enjoyed that too last night. It was it was better than listening to the the actual. Uh, I was gonna say the A team. The B team was better than the A team. Yeah, I mean they, they, put, they, they need to the put Peyton and Eli on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to touch on a couple other things though before we uh, before we take a break and then we we switch switch gears and go into the Giants hundred percent. Special teams looked okay. Dustin Hopkins, we got to talk about Dustin for just a second, okay? Because I expect him to miss every single field goal. So based on my expectation, he did better than I expected. Okay, you know, Tress is Tress. That return game had a little bit something extra that we haven't had here in a long, long time. You know, and it's, I'm not going to hang my hat on it. Like it's, it's, they lost the game, it, you know, and if they could have lost by a lot more, frankly, they could have lost by maybe two or two touchdowns or, or maybe even like 17, 20 points. Like it, the score, it wasn't that close of a game, but, but I think if you're looking for some silver lining, they ran the ball effectively. Heineke looked okay in spurts and he's going to give him a shot. Like Heineke has nothing to lose. If he like, it's not a Fitzpatrick situation who's also really got nothing to lose at this point in his career. I think, I think Fitzpatrick, I don't think we're going to see him again for the season. Like he, he is older. That hip is going to be a problem. If he can't move around, like he was kind of a one trick pony to begin with. If he can't even like pretend to move around, I think that that ship has sailed, but I personally, I don't want to see Cam Newton near this team. Rivera has had, he Ron's had multiple opportunities to bring him in and he hasn't done it. And, and it's not on, like Cam by all accounts, even in new England, he was an excellent teammate, but the, the, in this town, I mean, do you remember Clinton Portis with all the outfits and everything else? I like, love CP3. Exactly. We all loved him, but on Sundays, CP26, but on Sundays man. he was extremely aggravating because the play just wasn't there and the, all the show without being able to back it up. It's just a bad mix. And again, Joe, like if, this, if, if we're bringing in a former QB who's, who's uh, put up, some big numbers and some highlights. Oh, stuff. you read my mind. RG3 is a phone call away. I saw okay. the rumblings on Twitter. He, Bring him in. Okay. started yeah. his own rumblings. Let's have some RG3 fun. Talk about posted his own stupid clip. No, no, talk, no, no. talk about sewage falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. And this was that like guy, two years that guy ago, can't maybe. get out of his own way. Yeah. That guy can't get out of his own way. No, no, no. 
They still I with mean, that silly uh, Russian chick. He's probably on number three. Yes. He's probably on the third. Yeah. If he is, I, I say we bring him in. To do what? To do no, what? I mean, he what, what offense play. is he, he going to run? He we cannot him, run. Yeah. And he cannot throw. So what? What no, offense he, is he going to run? Doesn't he? What does he do? The long jumper? Isn't he like a? I'm Olympic surprised. Guy? Hold on. Hold on. I, I just I, let me just get this Stevie here on the record. Are you off Team Heineke, or are you okay with Heineke? Like what? What's no, your no, position? No. I, here? I was just going along with all the other stupid ideas that were thrown out. The correct idea <laughs> is Heineke can get all this right. team to eight and eight, and Heineke's not the issue. That's all I've been saying is that there are other areas that this team needs help with. Heineke is not the issue. Heineke knows the playbook. When they take the reins off of him, which they did for the first ten minutes, and he was able to sling it down the field. I'm telling you, the pace, the tempo, when they went no huddle, Heineke was much more in his element. They slowed the game down. They were trying to kill the clock. They were handing it off to Gibson too much. That was where they lost the game. It wasn't when Heineke came in. They got the lead when Heineke came in. Offense had a spark. It was when they got conservative, when they got uh, uh, too conservative with the play calling, and they took the ball away from Heineke. I'm the opposite. I thought Heineke was great. I thought he looked better than Fitzpatrick. So do you think? What are we do, you think about? do you think Turner called those plays? Do you think he called that touchdown play? It I don't think been, so. It could have been the ghost of Jay Gruden uh, calling that play. Oh, what, Turner, what does Turner that is matter? Atrocious. He's atrocious. I don't know. I don't know what that matters. What, what he, matters he, is he coaches offense the way Joe Barry coaches defense. Okay, <laughs> and, and if you watch the Packers game, Aaron Rodgers took the, the biggest L of his professional career. Jo, Joe Barry. I mean, look, we we no, watched no, him don't put that loss on Joe Barry. Do not uh, the defense. They wasn't couldn't good. stop you. They couldn't stop anybody. The Saints yeah, playing in prepared. Jacksonville. I mean, that, that defense shouldn't have looked the way it, it no, did, they, Joe. The whole team wasn't prepared. They've been distracted all offseason. No, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, you put the loss on Aaron Rodgers, you know. Yeah, well, he's the quarterback. So, yes, I, I do put it on him. Yes. You, you, it's very hard to win without him. But, look, I want to let, – let's take a pause here. When we come back, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll do uh, let, let's let's talk to uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the the Broncos versus Giants. We do have a guest coming on, Antonio Reyes, who covers the Giants. He's going to come on and kind of share his thoughts on the Giants' Week One loss to the Broncos, who, who actually may end up being a sneaky AFC uh, playoff team. Uh, we'll, we can we can maybe get his thoughts on that, and then we'll start talking about Thursday night. I mean, for Washington, there's no secrets here. Washington has to win this game, or it's going to be you know. It's going to be a bloodbath in, in D.C. And frankly, I, New York is – I don't know if New York had the same expectations going into the season, but it'll be good to get, uh, to get you know, Antonio's take on that team as well. So let's take a quick break here, and we'll come back on the other side with a guest to break down Thursday night's Giants versus Washington matchup. Thanks for listening to DTC. We are taking a short break, but we will be right back. In the meantime, check out our YouTube page, which is updated with content regularly. And if you haven't already, find us on your favorite podcast platform and hit subscribe. You can find the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. Just search for DTC or Defeating the Curse. Thanks for supporting us. The show will be right back. Welcome back into DTC. We are joined by Antonio Reyes, host of Breaking Tackles podcast. He covers the New York Giants. Antonio, welcome to the show. We'd love to get your thoughts on what happened, you know, on Sunday between the the Broncos and the Giants. It was uh, an emotional weekend, I think, 20-year anniversary of 9-11. 
Correct. It was a lot. I mean, I, I actually watched that game in full. I watched it back in full. Um, the Broncos, you know, before we talk about the Giants, let's just talk about the Broncos. Mm-hmm. These guys always kill me because I have an AFC team and an NFC team. And my AFC team happens to be where my wife is from, which is Denver. Okay. So I'm, I'm a little bit aware of what the Broncos got going on. Nobody awesome. expected Teddy Bridgewater to do much. He came in and looked like the Teddy Bridgewater from Minnesota, frankly, yeah. from, from many, many years ago. Melvin Gordon looks like right. he's still got some pep in that step. He took it to the house. I think it was a 70-yard run, maybe yep. even longer. I mean, the Broncos are my sneaky kind of dark horse pick for AFC, uh, maybe an AFC wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I had them beating the Giants, full disclosure. Right. I didn't see them going. I, I didn't see the game kind of going You're this so way. Whipped. A little bit so more. whipped. Yes, I, yes, I, I am. So yes, whipped. Yes, okay. yes, I hope my wife listens to this. I will play this back for her because I love her. No, but I'm just curious to get your thoughts. I mean, what did you think going into week one? Was this a game that the Giants felt they could win? So I was watching. Uh, first and foremost, guys, thank you for having me on. Uh, I just want to say that I was watching the preseason for the Broncos, every snap that pretty much Bridgewater took. And the one thing that I took away from that was uh, Teddy's a little bit inaccurate, but what he does really well, and, and that's this is the number one problem in the Giants, is that he buys time with his feet. He extends plays. And that is honestly any quarterback. And that's been, again, we'll talk about Heineke, but that's the problem for the New York Giants. The Giants pass rushes, the, our, our outside linebackers do a terrible job when it comes to pass contain. They do a decent job when it comes to run contain, but pass contain they don't. But anyhow, Bridgewater, uh, he just, it was amazing to see him just, you know, a lot of third down conversions, a lot of missed assignments from us. I, I, I'm going to tell you this much, though. I was really impressed from the Broncos. Their defense is solid. They have a whole bunch of guys that, again, Gordon, like you mentioned, looks great. Williams, a backup, it's, it's hard to tackle that guy with just one, one person. It's a stacked team. Now, Jerry Judy just got hurt in that game, and he might be out for a while. So that will that hurt him? Of course it would. Jerry Judy is an amazing player. But regardless of the fact, they're gonna win, they're gonna win games. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're definitely contending for the division and the wild card at the same time, like you mentioned. It's a scary team, and I didn't expect that much. It's all about Bridgewater, and he just exceeded my expectations. I didn't think he was going to be that accurate and just that good. Yeah, Antonio, lucky for me, I'm single, so I don't need to care about the Broncos. Um, but, um, <laughs> let, let, let's pivot to uh, Thursday's game. And right. I got a personal kind of uh, – interest here and investment here in Saquon. Um, Where's the fantasy ball? How, Ring the fantasy I, I, th- bell. That's my fantasy guy, okay? I, Every I, week, I, I, I just want, only cares about his fantasy players. Hey, t- I t- tell me what you saw in Saquon last week and tell me, you know, did he meet expectations? Is that what the game plan was to get him that number of carries? Are we going to increase his workload in the coming weeks? Did he sure. have any setbacks post, uh, you know, game? How did he look to you? So I'll be honest with you. Saquon is not the problem. The problem is the type of plays that they run for Saquon. If Saquon doesn't have a lead blocker, either a fullback or a guard pulling, it's going to be a problem for him. He is a way better running back when he has a guard or or a fullback pulling for him in front of him. And there was just one play where I saw there was just a pulling guard and that play, maybe he got six yards on that play. Everything else, it was just dive plays out of shotgun. That's not how you use Saquon effectively. Because it's just, frankly, our defense is just, as opposed to the Broncos, the Broncos were, when they were in shotgun and they were doing run plays, they were even pulling two, even sometimes three guards in a play, well, not, not obviously not, not three guards, but pulling three different players, including both guards. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. If um, 
But is, I he, is he healthy? Are, I was just going to say, are is you are you, healthy? I mean, 10 carries is that's not, no, so it's I mean, a, that, workload, that's not a full workload. Though the only reason why they gave him 10 carries was because we were going to play on Thursday. And again, just remember, he didn't play at all in the preseason. They're just ramping him up. I expect maybe another 10 carries, unfortunately, for this game, maybe 10 to 15 the most. But I don't see him getting 20 touches in this upcoming game on Thursday, unfortunately. I see him getting 20 touches after uh, this Thursday game, to be honest. Do you see, it, do you, do you see Daniel Jones throwing the ball 40 times again? I, I Honestly, I do. Um, unfortunately, that might be a, a big problem. One thing that I did see on the Redskins defense was a lot, the, the inside runs for uh, – um, again, I keep forgetting we guys were playing right now. Uh, for the Chargers was working really well, and uh, Eckler is not a big guy, and Eckler was just getting some good runs up the middle. So I was, I'm curious to see if the Giants can pull that type of thing again uh, against you guys. But you don't know. Again, I, I hate dives for the Giants. I just want to see him pull or get a fullback in there and just run smash mouth. You know, I'm just sorry. We all love that you're calling them the Redskins. <laughs> We're all smiling. Hey, until, you. until you guys get wa- another name for Washington football we're team, all, I'm sticking with Redskins, man. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're all sitting here thinking, who, who's going to break into the guy? You know, I'm calling Washington football team. Let's go. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so I, I have, I have like two, two kind of tactical questions. I mean, sure. you heard our lead in here. I think you were listening to the majority of, of the first part of the show. Right. Washington has a lot of things that they need to correct. They're going to have to force the ball more to Terry McLaurin. They're going to have to. They're going to have to give Antonio Gibson, um, you know, the the eighteen ish or so carries um, that he that he had against the Chargers. I think that's going to have to happen again. It is a short week. Our well, offensive coordinator lacks creativity and lacks any type of anything that resembles vision. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm Ours is worse. Vanilla. Well, I'll take your word for it. I, I honestly, yeah. I don't know how much worse you can be than than, than Scott Turner, but. Lack um, of motions, Giants. Just, I'll tell you right now. I'll break it down a little bit. I'll give you a little scouting report on the New York Giants. The New York Giants uh, just don't throw deep balls. Uh, we had one deep ball over 20 yards in the last game. Uh, we are we are not – we don't run motion. We're probably one of the teams where we run the least motion. And when I'm talking about motion, I'm talking about literally moving from one end of the field to the other. That type of motion where you're running, you go halfway, and then you go right back to the position where you was, Unfortunately for young quarterbacks, that doesn't really tell you much because you not, the defense might not even move from the position. As opposed to look, for example, the Kansas City offense where there's motion in every play from exactly from one end of the field to the other. It tells young quarterbacks, even Mahomes, and Mahomes still needs that help where it tells him whether it's a zone or man coverage. Jason Garrett is, we've seen this since he was in Dallas. He's pretty much a line him up and go type of coach. He still thinks that he has that powerful O-line from Dallas. And it, unfortunately, we don't have... We have a mediocre O-line, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, it's just it, – it's a very basic offense. We I don't know what it is. Either we're protecting Daniel Jones or um, or Jason Gary just doesn't have that many plays that's down the field. But to have only just one play of 40 yards uh, in an entire game, that's, that's embarrassing. Well, yeah, Antonio, uh, you, like you said, with a limited offense around Saquon Barkley, like mm-hmm. what else is really left? I mean, I know you guys brought in Kelly Galladay in the offseason – He's um he's kind of getting warmed up. He spent a lot of time in the preseason hurt. Um, talk to me about you know Jason Garrett and and now year two of Joe Judge. Um, what's the vibe with the coaching staff? What's the outlook on them? Are are what's what are fans? What's what is talk radio in in New York talk? What are their outlook on the coaching staff? 
So everyone wants Garrett out, obviously. It's just his offensive his playbook is just terrible. Yeah, uh, um, Coach Judge is still loved. He's a, a very gritty guy. He, he does represent New York. He has that personality, even though he's not from New York. But he does have that personality that we're looking for in a coach. Kind of reminds us of the Tom Coughlin in a way. Problem is, again, and again, it looks like the, our defense is on point. But when it comes to the offense, it's a little bit shaky. And guess what? New York is not patient at all. Um, that's one thing that we don't have as New York is his patience. And, um, you know, if this keeps going that way, maybe you're looking at Judge, unfortunately, in the hot seat. And I love Judge. Right. I do want him to stay here for another 10 years. But it is what it is. I mean, I don't even know if it was him that brought Garrett. I'm pretty sure that that was, had to do something with Gettleman. I feel like it came from shit. above. I remember that when they hired, they kind of I am I am 100% yeah. sure that they just didn't want to give him the reins. They wanted Gettleman to kind of feel like it's right. part of it. And unfortunately, I could see it. I could see at the end of this year, at least, I could see Gettleman and uh, Garrett both gone after the end of the season. But Jones is gonna, uh, Judge is going to stay. Right, but that, I mean that's subject to the. It's basically all on Daniel Jones' sh- shoulders at that point. I don't think so. I think jo- I think also Jones' last year is this year. I think that we will be drafting a quarterback, right, especially right. if this... we're a top five uh, draft pick uh, next year, because we have two draft picks next year. Right, so you guys drafted Daniel Jones the same year that we drafted Dwayne Haskins, and we cut the leash on him much quicker than you guys. I love did. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I mean you guys yes. got to remember they drafted J- Daniel Jones six. We that's thought right. they were going to draft Dwayne Haskins, and we yep. ended up taking him at fifteen. Yep, yep. By the way, do you guys know if you guys were going to take uh, Jones at, at, at uh, if Jones was there? I think the, I think the plan was at the time to take Jones at, at, at fifteen. Well, um, they're both. We did, we. I remember that. I remember. remember they ended up dropping back and then picked up uh, picked up Sweat right or in the late late around sure. twenty six. They, they traded right? they traded up to get Sweat, but they stayed put at fifteen. Um, to take Haskins, and then right. I mean, we cut. I mean, we didn't even. But last Daniel, two but, but on Daniel Jones in particular, I mean, right. it, is this experiment over? I mean, is this? Yeah. Are we just clock watching? I'll be honest. Since I was, since they drafted him, my problem was when when I saw his college tapes. Listen, I just saw highlights. I didn't even study college tapes. I don't really look at college ball. I look at highlight tapes just to see what the guy's doing. I looked at his highlight tapes, and I didn't see him not once extend plays in college. And as soon as I saw that, I said, "Oh snap." We're in trouble. It just especially with that offensive line. It that's ex- it just any ex- offensive line. Look at even Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's extending plays. And well, he's a beast. He, I mean, listen, you, you, yeah, Allen's a beast. No, no, dude. And it's it's just the NFL today. If you don't have a quarterback who's going to extend plays, I don't care how good their offensive line is, it's not going to matter. And the quarterbacks who do extend plays. They say, oh, yeah, those guys have great offensive lines. No, it's also the fact that when you're looking on paper, yeah, that guy didn't get sacked or barely got sacked or barely got hit. But he also did his own O-line a favor. He extended the play for them. So that's some things that people just don't see on paper. And they're looking at PFF stats, which is garbage. I hate PFF O-lines uh, uh, ratings. That, that's, I, I never look at that stuff. Well, look, and, and Daniel, you, Daniel Jones played the, the the football team every single week, right? I mean, he would be he, he's an all pro in his career. He's four zero against Washington, seventy percent right. completion, seventy uh, percent completion 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 percentage, percentage yeah. uh, almost a thousand passing yards, eight touchdowns, and most shocking, I'm looking at it right now, twenty one rushing attempts for one hundred twenty three yards, which is good for six yards per carry. He he's just got. Washington's number. Consistent. Meanwhile, he just doesn't he doesn't scramble enough in any other games. I mean, I'm I'm surprised you just mentioned that right now because he just doesn't use his legs enough. Um, he scrambled maybe twice, I think it was during the Denver game. I'll tell you right now. Um, I'm looking at the stats right here in terms of uh, rushing. 
Um, Jones carried, oh, he said he carried it six times, but I'm pretty sure two of them were sacks. Um, so that counts as a rush. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't well, in Russia, by the way. Yeah. Antonio, he won't need to scramble because that overrated front four will give him oh, plenty give of pockets uh, to throw into. But listen, <laughs> you, you, you've, you, you've, it's been week one. You've seen yeah. four teams play in the NFC East. Right. Where do the Giants rank? And for fun, where does the WFT team rank? And I'd like to also ask Tweedledee and Tweedledum over there as well what they think. I, I think I think it's dead last. And I, I did. Let me just say real quick one thing, too. I heard you guys talk about Heineke. Um, and you guys weren't, weren't you know, I, it was kind of 50-50 with, with Heineke. Just remember, guys, he probably didn't get first-team snaps to practice that week. Um, he's definitely Tell him, Antonio. Get, tell him. Definitely will get That's it That's a now. solid point. I'm with you there. Um, and, dude, you saw him. He came in. He was inaccurate. But then he started getting his groove in. He's going to get plays this week that are specific for him, not for – they probably didn't have nothing for Fitzpatrick. I mean, obviously nothing no, for you got, you got too much faith in Scott Turner. Well, listen, I really like what you guys did with that guy in the playoffs. When I saw him in the playoffs, even against Tampa, the guy lost. I was like, nah, this guy got something. He might not have the strongest arm. First of all, his arm is stronger than Fitzpatrick's arm, which is important. That gives you another dimension that maybe Fitzpatrick can get. The worst thing for a Giants fan that could have happened was that this guy – uh, Fitzpatrick got hurt and you guys got Heineke in. Honestly, in my opinion, I hate it that he is now going to be starting on Thursday. Guy gets it. Guy finally gets it. Okay. We're I mean, stuck with these other two. Bro. <laughs> so, for, but Antonio, look in the rest of the NFC East. We saw the Eagles look impressive. I mean, it was a weak Atlanta Falcons team that, you know, we expect a little bit more from them. Obviously, we saw the Cowboys, but they did on the opening night. Right. What do you think about who? Who do you think's taking this division based on week one observations? To be honest, I can tell you who's going to be in last place in this division. It's going to be the Giants. To be honest, um, unfortunately, um, I love Jalen Hurts. In terms of quarterback rankings, to be honest, I put Prescott first, Hurts second, Heineken third, Jones fourth, and I think that's exactly how it might be end up in, in the division. To be honest, well, I'll put I put in terms of the division, I'll say Washington has second place. They can't they can't do any worse than second place. To be honest. Um, but I think it's Dallas division just because they're just a more stacked team. Um, at the end of the day, even if their team defense gives up 30 points, that Prescott can score 40 points. And that's, Hey, listen, today's NFL. You're always in it when you have a good offense. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. I think this is where, this is where the good teams generally separate themselves. You can have an average defense. Mm -hmm. If your offense is, is, you know, lights out, they're going to go get points. And Dallas showed that on Thursday night. And just it's the opposite of what Washington did, right? Washington, we were expecting like this team in Washington, like they're stacked. Washington's stacked. The opposite, they have offense. Right? They have, yeah. You know, so like, yeah. So, and, and, you know, to Steve's point, everyone's like, well, they only gave up 20. In reality, they gave up like maybe 35 because if they, if, if Herbert doesn't throw that pick, if they convert that. Uh, yeah. Those, but if Gibson uh, doesn't fumble, you guys win the game. No, I don't think so. I think that's a long shot. The way that offense well, was. Well, let me tell you no. one thing that I did see about Gibson that I didn't like. He keeps trying to bounce out runs to the outside. Yep. And he's, he he's a receiver. Doing, he's a receiver I, playing running. Hey, listen, if he wants to do that against us, you guys are gonna. You guys might lose the game just right there too. Also. Well, what's your pick? Running, that this is the this is the this is my favorite part oh, of the show. What, I think who, Washington what's the pick? wins. Washington wins. Give us Washington. a score. What's the line? What's the line, Razzle? We need well, the line. 17, 17, uh, 17, 27. something like that. You guys win by ten. Wow, you you think you think Washington's gonna find twenty seven points? Uh, turnovers on our offense gonna give you guys a good field position. That's the only reason why. So it's become a little bit of a tradition here that we put in a four way parlay. So we we <laughs> each got, we each got one. 
We'll put you in on one for one as well. I'm I'm looking up you. I'm looking up my line right now. Looks like it's uh, Washington football team's favorite by three right now with a with a points of forty point five. So it sounds like that's our first one, Razzles. We're gonna take the we're gonna take the points. We took take the over. Take the I over. Would, I would I wouldn't do the over on that one. Oh, all right, looks. Even, we don't like, even, we don't even, like taking even, unders, but even, we'll take the under. Even if I even if I gave you guys a story, I would be. Oh, I say what twenty seven. It still would be an over, but man, I just don't trust Jones to be honest. I don't trust the Giants offense. To muster any more than seven, especially with the limited Saquon's. I mean, the Saquon's the whole offense, passing, it, ca- catching, all that. Uh, so that's run. another thing too, though. Jones does not like dumping it off to his running backs. He he loves throwing flats to tight ends. He loves to throwing Elvin flats Ingram. to fullbacks. Um, but he just does not like to give uh, those in those release plays. Just doesn't like throwing it to a running back. That's one thing where I. It, it's funny because Eli sucked his last couple of years with us. But if Eli was in this offense now, at least Eli's could work the pocket. This guy, Eli, will at least move up the pocket, work side to side. He had more pocket awareness than Jones. Jones has zero complete pocket awareness. Did, did, did Evan Ingram practice? Uh, not, not last week. I'm not sure about this week yet. I haven't seen any reports. I didn't, I didn't check any reports of the Giants of this week who practiced, who didn't. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing, though, this game. And, and we need him. Uh, everybody in New York hates him. For the most part, the fans hate Ingram. Uh, I understand what's the value of Ingram. It's just a mismatch uh, almost on any yeah. safety, on any linebacker. People just don't understand that, that even if Ingram doesn't get the ball at all, you can't line up a linebacker against him. You can't line up a safety against him. People just don't understand that. So, look, we got we got some interesting lines here, Stevie. I'm going to go to you first. We got – so, player passing yards. So, Heineke and Jones are both – the line for both is at 230. That's an interesting one. Do you think the – I mean, I, I just wasn't – that's a little surprising to me. And then passing touchdowns, both are at 1.5 as well. So I, I, I just don't see this as a high-scoring game personally. I don't think they're going to throw two touchdowns apiece, but that's an interesting prop if we're looking for something to be creative with. Uh, right. Logan Thomas to catch a touchdown at plus 200. I like that one. quarterback that throws two touchdowns is probably going to win that game, to be honest. Yeah, I like Heineken to get a rushing touchdown. Let's see what the prop is on that. All right, you take that, Joe, and I'm going to and put me in for Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, anytime score, plus 200. Saquon doesn't what, even have what, a what, line. What, what, what are we doing? Are we doing game predictions? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I got my score ready, Stevie. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, all, I'm the only one that's 1-0 on here. I don't know what, what, what you picked the last weekend. Can we verify okay. that? I picked the Chargers. He picked the Bolts. He picked the Bolts. Okay. I picked the, the Chargers last week. Uh, this week, I think it'll be a race to the bottom. I think it'll be a really, really crappy football game, uh, and I think the 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 the, the WFTs will uh, win twenty to seventeen on a last second Hopkins field goal. All right, <laughs> Such an awful game. <laughs> if it comes down to Hopkins, we don't win the game. But okay, that's fine. Razzle, what's your uh, pick? I I think it's going to be a very low scoring, bad coaching on offense type of game from both sides. Side. I'm gonna say 17 to 13, Washington football team, which gets us on the under on the points, and it gets us covering the spread. So that's what that's the bet I'm gonna be putting in right after this. I think uh, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> so Antonio, give it, give us your pick then, Antonio. What Listen, do you got? I, I did say 27 17. I'm actually gonna take it back. I'm actually like that that 2014 range ish right there. Uh, I think that's gonna be kind of more likely the, the game right there, to be honest, guys. I don't see Daniel Jones throwing two touchdowns in this game, unfortunately. Um, 
Listen, or or it could just be a crazy game because it's Thursday night and you might have freaking a crazy scoring up or for no reason. I mean, that's that's how these kind of things turn out to be also. It's, it's very unpredictable. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually going to – if I was making a bet, yeah, I would absolutely do it maybe, maybe 20, 2013, 20-something 20 like 2014, something like that. And I'll say the Redskins are going to win that game. It's going to be an ugly football game. It's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. I, I got. I mean, I don't know. I I'm a defensive type of guy. I like seeing sharp defense. So if it's a low scoring game, I'm actually excited for those kind of things. Now, if it's a sloppy offense game, that's a different story. I, I think, and I think, unfortunately for the Giants, it might just be sloppy on offense. So yeah, if you're talking about that kind of ugly, like, yeah. I think Washington will get it done, Stevie. I think ultimately there's a lot of pressure on this defense to show up. This is a team that they are expected to beat. You know, no offense, but they are no, they are yeah. significantly better than the Giants offensively and defensively. They they should they should be able to get past this team w- with relative ease. I, I think they win. I, I got I, I got them scoring a little bit more points than you guys do. I, I have them pushing like 25, 26 points. I think the Giants will probably find the end zone. I think Saquon may get a little bit right uh, against this team, but I mean, in, unless he touches the ball twenty times, I don't see how the Giants can win. So I'll take DC as well. But DC has to have this, and and it's you know you know I think I think Antonio said it best. Like if oh, if New York falls to zero and two. They weren't expected really to win either of these games. If DC falls to zero and two, we needed a split, and in reality, we really needed to, you know, to go to get two wins here because the rest of the schedule for the for the next seven weeks is very, very difficult. We're so, going up to Buffalo right after this. Yeah, I mean, it, there was there was about wow. fifty thousand fans, you know, in FedEx this past Sunday. Half of them aren't there if this team starts zero and two. Like radio ratings go down, everything everything goes down the toilet. That's again, crazy. much you know, which again, sewage raining from FedEx. We'll see what happens on Thursday night. But I wanted to there's say there's going to be uh, a lot of blue on Thursday night. There's going to be a lot of blue. Always, in the yeah. They yeah. can have it. They yeah. can yeah. sit in traffic for two hours. Good for <laughs> them. yourselves out. Enjoy, <laughs> yeah. enjoy we're, the chicken we're used, the, we're used uh, to traffic. Beer. Though. I was going to say, Tony, are you coming down? Or? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I want to make that trip uh, just to see my team lose. I, I'm not. I'm not making any road trip for the Giants until I'm confident that the Giants have a capable team on the field. Unfortunately, and that's not going to be until we have a new quarterback next season. Hopefully. That's a very reasonable policy. As long as your current quarterback doesn't end up as our quarterback, then we are on the same page there. Antonio, he's going to be a backup for someone. So, yeah, that's true. Well, he can do that as long as it's not in Washington. But I, I want to say <laughs> thank you for joining the show. Antonio Reyes from the host, ho, the host of Breaking Tackles podcast covering the New York Giants. Antonio, where can everyone find your show? Uh, guys, uh, on Twitter, you guys could just follow me on BT Giants. That's just BT Giants. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not a, a Giants uh, uh, everything do good to see class has four. I call it how it is. So if you guys want to just get the real truth and uh, if you guys are playing Washington that week, I suggest you guys follow me on, on Twitter and on YouTube is where my podcast is going to go out. It's going to be out by tomorrow morning. Um, and, and it's just YouTube slash N underscore Tony underscore O. And that's where I have my different things. Again, you'll see the link also on my BT giant. So thank you guys for having me. You guys have a great podcast. I love your energy. And uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say good luck because we're going against you guys. So hopefully <laughs> we can pull off with upset. And uh, I can't wait to hear your podcast. If you guys do lose this game, it's going to be so funny. If they lose, it will be, <laughs> this will be a catastrophic show. It's going to be Friday. most watched. This will be, be terrible. This... I am going to advertise you guys on uh, the guys Twitter. Yeah, I wouldn't wait for an invite back if we lose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We may not be calling you in December. That's right. We That's may not right. be. We may not be here in December. We didn't invite the Chargers guy back. 
<laughs> Sugar free was good though. Antonio was great too. Antonio, thank you. Thank you very much for making time. Yep. Razzle, thank Not you for guys. making time working behind the glass as always. Stevie, thank you for making time on mic number two. I appreciate you guys. My name is Joe. This has been Defeating the Curse. You can find us on every social media platform, every podcast platform, and very soon on YouTube as well. If you want to check out video from these shows, they'll be posted there too. Thank you very much for hanging with us. Until next time, we are out. <laughs>